0: Gary Davis, I'm Randy Carricker and we go to the Brown and Crouppen Celebrity Line. Joey Vitale is standing by. Joey, if you aren't aware of it, goes on a run every Friday morning, and this morning it was like 22 degrees, and he's with us now on the Brown and Crouppen Celebrity Line. Have you thought out a little bit, sir?
1: Well, I tell you what, it was a little cold. It was a little cold, but I've been doing a lot of reading. I've been doing a lot of reading. So apparently, there's these like survival neurons that kick in when you put your body under massive distress. I don't know if you heard of this or not, but I have not. That's what I- yeah, they say like cold water therapy is good or like saunas. Okay, so just because our environment has changed in the world where we're always conveniently comfortable and in the right air climates and things like that, the environment's changed, but our wiring hasn't. So essentially when you go into cold weather or you dump in yourself into a cold tub like Ryan O'Reilly does between periods, your body doesn't know that you're, you're conveniently safe in your little space of a hockey game or like, Hey, I can go, I can find um, heat pretty soon. Your body just knows, Oh my gosh, this guy's freezing to death. I got to kick in these survival hormones. So essentially, essentially uh, it's supposed to add longevity to your life. I don't know. The scientists may be completely whacked out. I have no idea, but, I know that I've been going on cold runs with no T-shirt uh, mostly in the morning, or at least I a T-shirt in itself with no sweatshirt. And I've been doing the, the cold water, the cold water tub. I'll tell you one thing, I'm definitely more miserable than I've ever been.
0: <laughs> <laughs> What's your go-to in order to heat up when you get back home, Joey V?
1: Oh, yeah, I tell you what, Alexa, you know, just being by the bread oven, you know, getting my hands in a nice warm dough, being by the bread oven. And uh, I tell you what, just walking in the house and being, being embraced by five young kids. You guys... uh uh, you can imagine that, just the young kid just tackling you. Of course, uh, the body warmth and trying to stay warm that, through that, of course, is is something uh, that definitely keeps you warm. Joey v, one of the
0: interesting things about our town is the botanical garden. I'm going to the gar- the uh, blue- the garden glow tonight at the botanical garden. It's going to be 20 degrees, and they've got plants out there. It doesn't seem to me congruous that plants and cold weather go together.
1: Man, I tell you what. God bless all of people there at the botanical gardens. I've done the garden, little, Randy. It, it, it is absolutely fascinating. It may be my, it may be my go-to spot. And my wife, she's really, she's really into flowers and stuff. I, have never been really into flowers. I don't know. i have mean, never, never really taken that venture. Maybe one day when I'm a little bit older. But she can walk around botanical gardens with with a friend and just kind of observe these flowers. But I, I agree with you. It's amazing to see how certain plants survive in certain things. And even like that, the pines or the uh, you know the types of bushes we have in front of our house that stay green all year long, um, it really does go to show you that um, certain things are meant for certain temperatures. And I uh, hope you have fun tonight. That, that should be a good time.
0: Thank you. By the way, uh, we were talking earlier, next week on Wednesday, we're going to do our Thanksgiving side draft. If you have the first pick in the Thanksgiving side to draft, Joe Vitale, what are you choosing?
1: Listen, listen, guys. I, I was actually on the road listening to you guys this morning. I, I got to be frank. Um, if the three of you invited me over to Thanksgiving, I'm actually going to go to Matthew's house because <laughs> this guy's doing it right. This guy's doing it right. Matthew, shout out to you. Cornflake, potato, casserole, forget about it. That is the number one go to side. Mac and cheese, Randy, it's not it's not Fourth of July, bud. And Alexa, I'm sorry, but garlic mashed potatoes, that's for the bird. You save your garlic for the pasta, buddy. No garlic in my mash.
0: <laughs> oh my goodness. You'd rather go with breakfast at Thanksgiving than some delicious, creamy mashed potatoes?
1: I literally have never met a person that have more dislikes than you, Alexa, as far as food <laughs> similarity. I mean, you hate Reese's peanut butter cups. Yep. You put you put. Garlic garbage in your mashed potatoes <laughs> instead of your pasta carbonara, <laughs> and uh, yeah, I was struggling with it. And Randy, my gosh, white meat? You kidding me, Matthew, You're doing it right, buddy. Dark meat, cornflake, uh, potato castle—that's the way to go. God you guys, bless you, Joey. Do you do a pasta on Thanksgiving? You know what's funny? Uh, when my nanu was alive, you know he came over from Sicily. You know, the whole American dream story. We never had we never had turkey. We always had pasta meatballs. He didn't understand the turkey celebration and, and listen, maybe he was closer to what the actual pilgrims went through. You know, they say the pilgrims actually ate deer or like wildfowl, like a duck or a Goose I I don't know when the turkey thing the turkey thing came into play but uh typically in that time of the time of the decade it was probably was deer so maybe my Nani was onto something but we had we had um ground meat meatballs and pasta he didn't really know any different cuz he was from Sicily so every uh traditional uh Thanksgiving and Christmas it was pretty simple you walk in you kiss Nani, you sit down everyone shuts up you eat your pasta you eat your meatballs then <laughs> everyone congregates into the family room and uh, my Nani would put on the godfather and <laughs> I That's was great. You know, six, seven years old watching Robert De Niro wrap, wrap his pistol in a towel. and So, yeah, good times. Good
0: times. I love family traditions and learning about everyone's. They're each individual tick and, and things like that is so cool. Hey, Joey V, I got to ask you about the Blues last night. Five-game win streak. I mean, Thomas Grice standing on his head last night with those 47 saves. What's your biggest takeaway besides Grice from last night's win?
1: Well the biggest takeaway right now is that they're doing what they did last year, which is they're just finding ways to win games again. And that and that's a good feeling, Alexa. I mean, I know you were in the building last night and you were watching it as well. I mean, for that eight game losing streak, it seems like they were looking for ways or finding any way possible to lose. And you know, now they're they're basically, you know, finding any ways to win. And we saw that last year, whether it be, you know, the, the depth scoring or the goaltending every game, it just seemed like whatever it was, it worked that particular night. And it certainly uh, made it, made it through last night. And That was a tough game for these kids. You know, it was a long road trip. It was a back-to-back game. You know, it, it was a mom ship, which was great, but it's also a lot of extra things. The guys didn't have a lot of time to, to unwind and just relax in their room. There was mom's dinners and you always kind of, you know what I mean? You got you to be on, you know, we, we all know that. Like, you know, you go home, or Randy, and your significant other, if they're not home, it's kind of like, ah, it's kind of nice. I, I, can just, I can just be me, and I was you not know, be any, any, anything for anyone else. You know, it's, it's kind of that feeling. And hockey players, they, they go through the same thing. When they hit the road, especially these guys with families and wives and kids, they kind of look for the road. That, you know, they go out to dinners with the guys, but then they, they need to unwind, just that decompression time. They didn't really get that over that last road trip, which again is why it was so surprising, why they were doing and playing so well. But then, you know, in Chicago a couple nights ago, travel. We had a little bit of delay on, on the tarmac. We didn't get out of there. in a good time. Not, not great sleep. And then you're facing the Washington Capitals, another team kind of struggling. So it's a lot of reasons coming on home ice. A lot of reasons for a trap game where maybe the Blues go out and throw up a sinker. Uh, but I really loved how they, they jumped into the game early. They were opportunistic about their shots. Braden Shen really got it going last night. The three on two, he could, he could have passed an equal meek on the back door. I think he thought about it. But just the authority to shoot the pocket. And they did it very early. Three goals in the first six shots. And then from there, it was just kind of like, hang on, uh, hang on for dear life. And of course, like you mentioned, Thomas Grice, you know, I know you look at the, the, the score sheet and he allows four goals. That's actually the first time he's ever played the Capitals in 12 games where he's allowed over three goals, uh, but they still get the win. Uh, it certainly isn't how you draw it up. Uh, but at the same time it was very entertaining. It was great for the fans and it was great to see the Blues win their first shootout.
0: Hey Joe, one more thing from me, and that's in regards to the absence of Pareko, because I thought the second half of the third period in Colorado was the best he'd played all year. Then obviously he misses Chicago misses last night. The Blues allow fifty-one shots. How different is it last night if Pareco is on the ice?
1: Oh, it's much different, Randy. I mean, it's much different. Even go back to the Chicago game where, you know, we we were getting a lot of pressure from the Chicago Blackhawks who stretches that game as well. You know, with Colton, with Colton on the ice, you know, of course you're looking at a player who is going to take up more space. He's going to have a good stick. He's going to block shots. He's going to be a one-man breakout. You have, you have all those things. Um, but, you know, I think the biggest thing that, that Colton provides um, for this Blues team is he's just that presence, right? You know, he's that player that he's on the bench, and as the other team is looking down the bench, they see him. It's just kind of an intimidating factor because he is just so massive, and he has such an impact in the game. You know, they there's stories of, of hockey players, and I know you've known them. Let's just take Zane Ochara, for example. Zeno uh, Charlie gets popped in the mouth in that 2019 run. Uh, shot goes off uh, his shaft from Brady Chen, nicks him in the mouth. And he's pretty much done for that series, right? But you remember what uh, Bruce Cassidy did. He brought him right back out to the bench. Uh, I think he even dressed the final in the next game, although his minutes were yeah, he, his minutes were down. But he dressed. Why? Well, because sometimes it's just that presence. Sometimes just the presence of them being there not only helps the morale of your team, but also adds some intimidation factor for the other team. And I think that that's for, for Colt Pareko. For he's starting to develop that in the league where he is just so big and so massive. Even when he's out there, um, it's not always what he does. It's just, you know, you have to observe and be aware of him on the ice, and you have to really kind of cater your team um, to his style, which is a very, very difficult style to defend. But at the same time, You look at players that have stepped up in his absence. I mean, Dustin Falk played, I think, close to 26 minutes, maybe maybe over in the Chicago game. Nico Mikola has been an absolute beast Uh, for a kid that's just played over 100 games. uh, A young kid, a thriving kid. Uh, A great draft pick for St. Louis um, under Bill Armstrong, and he's really developed into something great. And, of course, you look at uh, how Colton's missed some time, uh, but certainly the size and the speed and the offensive ability and the defending and shutdown ability, uh, killing penalties for Nico Mikula, has certainly been there on all fronts. And I'm happy for him, too, because his mom come a long way uh, from Finland there to watch him. He's been playing great hockey. He's
0: been great. Joey, I'm going to wear a T-shirt and some shorts. Go for a bike ride. I will report to you how my body reacts.
1: Okay, well, yeah, those those survival neurons are going to be kicking in. Maybe you're going to be you're going to be thriving in about uh, twenty years. You're going to be miserable for the next twenty minutes. <laughs> I promise you. In twenty years, uh, according to this doctor, you're, you're going to be you're going to be good to go. <laughs> I'll say that bike ride was really worth it. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah, seriously. Have a, have a great weekend, buddy. See you, Alex. See you, Randy. Have a great weekend. Thanks,
0: Joe Vitale. on 101 ESPN. He is awesome.
2: Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard.